It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. Time for the Drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda. The Drive Brew Ha Ha is brought to you by the folks at Russian River Brewing. Herlinda is not with us in studio today, but she's with us via Skype or phone or something, live <laughs> from Belgium. Herlinda, are you there? I am here. It's 2 a.m. in uh, Halle, Belgium. Where is Halle, Belgium? What's it near? It is about twenty a 20-minute 20 train ride from Brussels, the capital, which is also the capital for the uh, European Union, a very important city. But even more importantly for right now is that it is where Dre Fontanen, the Dre Fontanen is a three-fountain brewery that Pete Slotberg is having his birthday party at tomorrow night. We just had a pre-party today. And we've been in Champagne for more parties uh, for him for the last four days in Champagne, France. Because it takes a lot of good beer to make good champagne, it turns out as well. <laughs> so you're basically just partying. I am celebrating um, a very important person. <laughs> well, for folks who may not know the name Pete Slosberg, tell us who he is. So Pete Slosberg, a lot of people will remember uh, from the 80s, Pete's Wicked Ales. Um, Pete Slosberg was a groundbreaking brewer and marketer uh, for his beers back in the 80s and uh, early 90s. His marketing campaigns were so good that Budweiser actually stole his advertising agency at one point, which tells you something right then. It was before craft beer was what we call craft beer. It's when they were calling them microbrews back then. And he was in the Bay Area. and it got, it got pretty famous. So he is famous worldwide. There are people from all over the world here. He's uh, retired now. He lives in San Francisco. Um, but you know, we were here his, for his birthday. I mean, there's people from Rio de Janeiro, uh, obviously Brussels, and uh, Miami, and my friends from Lithuania. There's people, beer people, Ireland from all over the world are here for his birthday party tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm pretty excited about it. We had a uh, a little dinner for 24 people tonight at a brewery, a little brewery in Belgium um, that also had a ridiculous craft beer list of only their local area, which was still about six pages long. (laughs) Now, why is Mr. Schlossberg having his birthday party there? Well, as a brewer, of course, he's uh, he's into the beer, but he became very interested in the Belgian beer. If you look back on our brouhaha, you can actually hear some of the older podcasts. Pete Fosberg, Pete Spaghetti also has been on the show. You can hear a little bit more of the story. But he is good friends with these really famous Lombic brewers, uh, which we, you know, we had the uh, Cuvée Brewery out of uh, Windsor. Right. He came on to explain about um, Lombics and Goose. And uh, he's actually did a collaboration beer for his birthday that they're opening up and they were at Cantillon, which is probably the most famous of the Lombic Goose breweries. Very sour. They're, they're, you know, it was what we Americans would probably kind of call sours in a way. Mm. And um, But he's he's got beer friends all over the world, so he judges in Brazil. There's Brazilians here. Uh, you know, there's just people from all over. So he... But he's revered for both his beers, his personality his marketing, and his um, willingness to share his knowledge, not only of his brewing, but, you know, some of the the pitfalls of selling his brewery. 
selling his brewery and how it kind of went sideways. Yeah. Make sure you you know you have a good contract and things. He actually taught for my um, craft beer appreciation class for Sonoma State University and talked about you know the marketing and also you know a little bit of the the what to watch out for uh, when you're both starting a brewery and when you're looking at selling. Um, as well, so it's pretty cool. So, but in Champagne, we went to Epernay, which is where the Avenue of Champagne is. Um, you know, a little a little Champagne winery called Moet and Chandon and Dom Perignon. Oh yeah, that is there. Yeah, that is there. When I uh, think of Champagne, but, I immediately think of beer. <laughs> well, remember the brute style, which Mark Carpenter, um, you know, of Anchor was super excited about was the first new style of beer in several years and it was made with champagne yeast and that's why it was called the brute style so you should see these winemakers faces when i tell them about this beer that was created in san francisco um by kim studebunt with the called brute and they looked at me funny and i said yeah it has champagne yeast you should see their faces Mm -hmm. because they nobody's been doing that here how dare they yeah Exactly. And there are a lot of rules here about how champagne can be made, right. you know, the, the legalities of Method Champenois. Um, but Isn't Miller like High beer. Life the champagne of beers? <laughs> I, you know, I actually should ask them about uh, <laughs> were there any lawsuits with that. So I'm getting off the train in Epernay, which is basically the capital of Champagne, France. And there's lots of little villages around there. And I would highly recommend going to the Epernay, E-P-E-R-N-A-Y, tourism site if you're coming out this way, both for finding breweries and champagne, biking, um, hikes. It is absolutely gorgeous here. It reminds me of Sonoma County, uh, but they have Roman ruins and things as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we they have a winery. We went to the oldest uh, winery um, uh, champagne winery, and it's from 1584, and it had survived, and unfortunately, it got bombed in World War II, um, and it actually was an Allied bomb, it was an American bomb, but they don't hold it against us because we got the Nazis out. So they, <laughs> <laughs> seems like a fair enough trade, right? And they are really, you know, how pretending you know, people there is a misconception about you know French and the Americans. I never find that at all. I've been all over from Normandy you know, to Paris and uh, Provence, and here especially, they were really happy to have us here. And um, so I'm getting off the train at at day. It turns out there's no elevator, what they call a lift. And this beautiful lady comes over to me and offers to help me with my luggage. And I said, said, no, 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 it's okay. She's like, no. She's like, let me help you. I'm so sorry we don't have an an elevator. I said, why are you apologizing? She said, well, I'm the president of tourism for, you know, the Champagne region to represent. And I'm like, what? So we start yeah. talking. She walks us all the way back to our hotel. She ends up setting us up to go to a tour with her husband's the winemaker for the oldest champagne winery in France. He loves beer. They love beer. Uh, that's a big part of the culture here, especially it's harvest here right now. So what do our harvest people do in Sonoma? They have a beer um, after, the, you know, after the day is done. They're very into that here. So he did a private tour uh, with us at Gosset, which is the oldest uh, Champagne winery in um, the Champagne region. And they just kept arranging different things for us. And, we, you know, we tried the local uh, beer. Uh, it's uh, called Le Toupe, 
in it. Um, they do very light beer styles here, as you can probably imagine, and they're called like Blonde and Blanche. Mm. Um, they're really refreshing. Um, I completely, I've actually really loved the beers here as much as the champagne. And we did do a tour of Cliqueau today, which was very impressive. It's more than just the fancy name and, you know, the fun colors. There's a huge history there. And they invented uh, the Rack and Riddling, which we actually use in Sonoma County as well. Um, they, you know, the, the, the disgorgement. Uh, there's so many things that, that this woman actually invented in the 1700s for champagne. We went to Pomery. Um, where else did we go? We've been to so many, so many places. But um, well, where are you going time. from Belgium? What's the next stop for you? Well, tomorrow night is, like I said, or tomorrow is the Trey Fontaine uh, party for Pete Foster's birthday, um, and then I am going back to Paris for a four-day beer tour of Paris, which actually has a lot of great craft beer bars. Of obviously French beers would have you know lots of saisons etc. But they had some of my friends from Poland. You know they get a lot of the fresh European beers, so uh, it's not a bad place to go beer hopping. And then I go to uh, Cognac and Bordeaux uh, to go learn about Cognac, you know, spirits, um, also from grapes. But um, you know, I don't really know that much about Cognac, so we're gonna I'm gonna find out about that. Bordeaux, and then I go to judge the Iberian Awards in Portugal, um, the, the National Craft Beer uh, competition there. But you know what we did have also here that is something that we talk about a lot. We talk about spirits and distilling on Bruhaha a lot. Yeah. There is a drink called Ratifa that is distilled from champagne grapes. So the first pressing of the grapes becomes champagne. And then with the second pressing, they can they do all kinds of different things, uh, like the chartifa, which is distilled from the juice, the second pressing of the juice, including with the stems and seeds and things. And so it's, it's, it remind, it's kind of like grappa, but much more refined and nicer. And then they add some of the champagne grape juice back to it, so it's lightly sweet. It is light and delicious, and if I get a hold of a bottle, my bag's not too heavy, I'll bring, I'll bring some back. Yeah. <laughs> Erlinda, you need to get out more often. <laughs> well, I do want to come and share some things with you, Harry, because um, I think all these things, the finer things you do enjoy, and we would you know, have fun sharing and talking about them. Absolutely. Um, I'll, be calling, yeah, I'll be calling in from Cognac next week. Um, I have learned so much here. Uh, the people here, um, the people in Champagne... And France and in Belgium are really helpful. They love having Americans come. They're really happy that we're coming back with tourism. Um, they did get, you know, obviously hit really hard in uh, Europe, and it's been a lot of tourists, but there's still there's some markets that, you know, still aren't coming back. Obviously, some of Asia is still been in, not, you know, not in full force and coming out of a lockdown yet. Mm-hmm. Um but in some ways, it's been kind of nice because it's been easier to get around, uh, you know, a little quieter, getting some of these special, you know, kinds of um, treatments that we probably couldn't get if it was totally crowded here. Yeah. But 
and the best time to come also is like harvest just like us uh, and also like October when the grapes and the leaves and everything, you know, turn colors and come try the different spirits. They, in uh, in Epernay, they do a Lumiere Christmas festival. The entire Avenue de Champagne is lit up and everybody's drinking champagne and ratifa and, you know, you know, multidras, you know, the fighters. And it's all, every, all these, these houses of champagne are absolutely mansion gorgeous. Mm. And they are all decorated. Um, so, and, of course, the food here. Uh, yeah, I've had, a few, I've had a little bit of foie gras. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Herlinda Hurrah is in Belgium at the moment. She's dialed in to give us an update on what's going on there. Uh, do me a favor, Herlinda, and please wish Pete a happy birthday from Harry. I will, and he he's I'm, I'm going to have him on the show after he gets back. He's going to go judge in Brazil right afterwards, and then I'm going to have him on the show. You're going to check in again with us next week, but we'll have an in-studio guest next week? Yes. Frank Jacuba, who has been in about Peeling's Whiskey before. I'll be calling him from Cognac, and then he'll be able to take some more talking about them um, and kind of get the visual in a physical way. <laughs> It's 2 a.m. here. I understand. It's nine hours ahead of us there. Just uh, one more quick couple of questions here. How was airline travel for you during this trip? You know, if you're in Europe, just get on the train. Yeah, everything by rail. It's so much Mm -hmm. easier. Yeah. You can drink on the train. You can bring your own booze on the train. Um, Seem to be two priority items for you, Herlinda. (laughs) Well, we were just, we were just, some of us were just sitting in, in our little hotel room here. Um, that would definitely not pass California insurance standards. Uh, <laughs> drinking a bottle of champagne, you know, at like midnight at a glasses, and you know, it's, it's not a bad life if you can get it. You know, <laughs> sounds good. If you're going to Paris, forget the romantic stuff. Go to the beer bars. <laughs> Forget the romance in while in France. Go for the beer. All right, Herlinda, go to bed. Herlinda, hurrah, live from Belgium. We'll talk soon, Herlinda. Bonne nuit. Bonne nuit. Bonne nuit.